Welcome to another episode of the On Call Empath. Have you ever been abused by a family member? What happens if that family member is your own mother? I bring in guest Charity Barreau, a small town girl with big dreams. She did everything in her power to please her mother, but it was just never good enough. And then she went on to marry another narcissist. The cycle just didn't stop until one day, She went non-contact. She thought of her kids and wanted to better herself. So definitely stick around till the end and find out how she did this. Because now, she's a motivator, inspiration, and a coach. You definitely don't want to miss this episode. Let's get started. You're listening to the On Call Empath. Welcome to the On Call Empath with your host, Raj Mantaj. I wanted to invite Charity Barreau to my podcast. How are you doing, Charity? I'm doing good. How are you, Raj? I'm doing good. I just wanted to reach out to you today and, uh, you know, let's dive right in. So um, why don't we start with uh, just telling us your situation and uh, your story? Sure. Uh I grew up with a narcissist mom, uh, very narcissist as a matter of fact, and I didn't realize it till I got older and I was well into my first marriage. And the things that she set me up for set me up for a first marriage that were extremely toxic and it almost killed me. When you said it almost killed you, um, what exactly did she do? From a very young age, she projected a lot of her own struggles onto me. It was things such as I was bad at math. I was bad at school, even though I had straight A's in school. I worked really hard to maintain those grades. I was on honor roll, and no matter what I did, it was just never good enough. She would break into my diary and leave nasty little notes. She would tell me I had nothing to be proud of. I was constantly making mistakes and it took a big toll on my psyche. And after a while, I just, I didn't have any confidence left. I would bury myself in oversized clothes. I didn't understand why people wanted to be my friend. I cried a lot. I, in my first marriage, I ended up attempting to take my own life. And it was because a lot of us tend to want to you know, say that we married our dad, you know, the great guy, the good example, but I actually ended up marrying a mirror image of my mom. And it continued for years, but I didn't know better. I thought it was normal. I thought it was normal for someone to suck the life out of another individual and blame them for everything. And it got to be a really heavy weight that was hard to carry. Uh, it must've been really tough for you. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are listening right now who can relate with you and have gone through the same thing with narcissists or toxic mothers. And, you know, they reach out to me. And so I just wanted to do this episode so you can kind of explain your situation and how you turned it around. Uh, When I was young, I always wanted to be a ballerina. They're just so beautiful and graceful. And I was told my entire life I was an absolute klutz. I couldn't walk across a flat floor. I would never be able to stretch like a ballerina. And I was able to get into dance classes. 
and I loved it. It was so amazing. And pretty soon I started doing really well with it. And next thing you know, my mom was telling me she couldn't drive me the 12 minutes to class because it was just too much. It was too much stress on her. She didn't work. We lived in the country. So it's not like I could just, you know, ride my bike to class and keep going. And I just, she ended up pulling me out of class. Anything I enjoyed, she pulled me out of. It was like she couldn't handle seeing me happy and receiving praise. And I was punished for it. Um, Typically, when we are highly sensitive people and dealing with uh, narcissistic parents, we go on in later in life and we start attracting more of these uh, narcissist people and traits. So can you explain how um, you fell into like almost the same uh, thing with uh, your husband? Certainly. I decided when I was 15, I couldn't live with my mom anymore, but she wouldn't let me leave. So as soon as I graduated high school, I moved out. I had no idea how to adult. I fell flat on my face hard. And I learned a lot in that process. And I was starting to pick myself back up from, you know, not knowing how to do bills or anything like that. And I met my first husband. And it started off with he had this sob story about how everyone's always picked on him. He got kicked out of high school. It wasn't his fault. Uh, His felony police battery wasn't his fault, even though he was blatantly breaking law. And I, I attached to that. I knew that feeling. I knew what it felt like to have the world blame you and come down on you and have a a rougher childhood mentally and emotionally. And I thought, you know what? I can connect with this guy. I can help him. I can help strengthen him. And it was great for like the first year. And then like a light switch, it shifted and it shifted hard and fast. And I didn't know what was coming after me. And I thought it was me. I reverted right back to, I need to fix me. I started right. carrying his weight for him. And I mean, if it, if your mother wasn't bad enough, then you fell into, you know, another narcissist. And, and I just want to point out to my listeners that this is a cycle that, you know, that keeps going until we make a, a conscious stop to keep going back to people pleasing and doing what we were taught as a ch- children and um, that's exactly what's, you know, it's happening uh, here with charity. So if you're listening out there, um, just question the person that you're with, whether it's, you know, if you're li- with your mother or um, boyfriend, uh, girlfriend, a husband. I mean, if you keep on making the same uh, mistakes uh, and going back to these people that just they don't care, they, they're going to keep on you know, uh, abusing you over and over. And, uh, I commend you for, you know, making it this far and coming on being brave and coming to the show. Um, now as far as like the substance abuse, um, you had mentioned that he had, uh, used drugs and alcohol and uh, he wanted a bandaid for the pain and the struggles he was going through. He did not want to recognize where his personal responsibility lied in all of it. Like you had said, the cycle continues until we make that conscious effort to say, you know what, it stops here. I need to recognize what I'm doing and I need 
to strengthen and empower myself to get out of this. And he didn't want to do that. So he covered it up with heavy drinking. I'm talking blackouts. He'd go into the bathroom at a bar and come out and his eyes had changed. And he has thrown things, punched through doors, bounced my head off the ground. I've had staples put in my head. Uh, the police have been called. At one point in time, I had 17 cameras on my property just so I could prove he was stalking me, showing up unannounced, breaking in my house. That was right after I filed for divorce. My defining moment when I really realized that it was up to me to get myself out was the day, the third time I had tried to commit suicide. I poured the pills in my mouth and I couldn't leave my babies behind. Right. And I spit the pills in the toilet and I flushed the toilet and I walked out of that room dusting myself off, like physically. And I'm like, no, this is not how it ends for me. And I made that decision. And I picked myself up and I started doing what I needed to do for me. And it was one of the most empowering scary moments of my life. And I did that. And I know I can do anything because of that moment. That, that was amazing. You're, you're an angel and I can just tell like in your heart that you've, you've been through hell and back and your mission is to help other people. And that's what this, this on-call empath stands for. It's for bringing people on like you that are, been through hell and reaching out to help others. So mission accomplished. Can you just kind of explain uh, some of the training and what you're going through right now? Just, uh, just to show that, you know, you're turning your life around and you want to be a coach. Too? Definitely. Uh, what I've decided to do is I wanted to go after my degree for psychology so that I could help others on a deeper understanding. But, you know, COVID had different plans for that and kind of shut down all the colleges. So I went a little different and I've gotten my certification in NLP, which is neuro linguistics programming. And I am learning the power of words, the way we think, the way we speak about ourselves, about others and to others is incredible. And I'm using that in order to empower myself and I want to teach and show others what a powerful tool it can be to help break those cycles, those cycles of negative thought where we talk ourselves down and we tell ourselves we're not ready. I'll be honest with all of you guys. I was petrified to get on this call today and I could feel all the old thought patterns coming up. No one wants to hear you. No one cares. And I checked myself quick. And I grab the tools that I have to boost myself up. And as soon as I saw Raj pop up on my screen, I'm like, all right, it's go time. And I took a deep breath and I calmed myself down and I just, it, it all clicked. It's such an incredible tool to be able to use. And I also blend it with spiritual and holistic because we have to take care of ourselves. Mind, body, and soul. It is a whole thing. And that is what I use. And I, I educate myself continuously. I just signed up for more courses. I am ABNLP certified, and I'm taking even more to get a master's. And I will get my master's in psychology just as soon as the school's open back up around <laughs> you. <laughs> I just want to point out and reflect real quick before we end this. Do you, do, you, do you guys 
out there that are listening, do you see how if you've been through all of this, you can turn it around too? You're hearing this right on, on this call. You see how she's turned her life around. So if you're listening, do not give up. And you can always reach out um, to me or charity, and we're here to change the world and do it one person at a time. With that said, uh, Charity, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, hop off here? To tell anyone who's listening, you are so much stronger than you even begin to realize. I'm serious. If I can do this, I know you can. And if you need help, please reach out to me. I will listen. You can vent. You can question, you can cry, and I will help you pick yourself up. I have decided to dedicate my life to empowering myself, educating myself so that I can help others not go through this. My true passion is to empower teenagers so they can recognize those flags that a lot of us miss. And we don't realize it till we hit our 30s and 40s and we're like, oh my God, what is going on? I want the kids, the younger generation, to stop this cycle even earlier. There are a lot of toxic relationships out there, but we have the power as individuals to turn it around. Any of it, we will help you, I will encourage you, and I will love you unconditionally, and you will get there, I promise. I am so glad I met you. Um, Again, thanks for coming on the show. Um, If you guys could just uh, subscribe and uh, leave a comment or even uh, rate, That would help us out a lot. And with that said, we are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.